0: Welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Identity and Purpose series. Okay, two questions that define our whole lives. Who am I? What am I here for? Would you agree that there are two questions that we constantly ask ourselves Who am I? What am I here for? Defines our identity and purpose. Yeah, they're quite important questions. And no matter what age we are, now I thought it was just a youth phenomenon. Yeah, that the youth are, oh, what am I here for? Yeah, yeah, what am I to do with my life and stuff like that. But no, I'm mistaken. Actually, It's every season of life that these questions, especially if there's any change, that we face any change of job changes or we lose our job or, or anything like that, health, all those things define who am I and ask those questions. They seem to haunt us, they hound us. And I think it's, something, it's a, a something akin to the world is always asking us to define us. That we are, are kind of waiting for the judgment of other people. Even Madonna said that she was, she was only as good as her last record. And She hasn't made a record for a long time, but I'm just saying, she actually said that. That it's actually the critics... Which define how her music was going to, yeah, kind of
1: how it was going to
0: succeed, and that's another question, isn't it? What what does success look like? What does it, uh, success look like? Being in school, in college, being a teacher, being an office worker. What does success look like? For being retired. Not that there is any retirement, really. There's still plenty to do, even in your retirement, don't you say? Wouldn't you say that you're more busy when you're retired? No? You, 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 you enjoy your retirement then, Andy, yeah? Got nothing to do? No, I'm sure that there is. You see, it doesn't stop. Until we shuffle off this mortal coil, it doesn't stop. We have a part to play. We've got a reason for being You see, the world has it's own identity and it's own way of kind of seeing a person. And we, we, it's like what we look like, we've spoken about it, what we look like, what we do, how much money you have. You can guarantee, whenever I'm at a party or I say, so what do you do for a living? As though that defines who I am as a person. Yeah? Those kind of, kind of questions are quite annoying, aren't they? Well, about so so young people, what are you going to do when you grow up? What are you going to be? Well, Yeah, I don't know yet. Yeah, and this is uh, and I've said this before, but this is what I hold up to uh, that I know I'm still young. Right? and we uh, even yeah we've read that in the Sun is because uh, like Legoland there's. There's a, a kind of uh, slides going down by the stairs. So normal people go down the stairs and all the kids go down the sides. Not me, I went down the slide as well because it was there. All right? And the little boy goes, Look, mummy, there's a grown up going down the side. And she goes, Yeah, that's not a grown up, that's an adult. And I took that as a, my badge of yes, I've still got it. I'm still the youthful even though I'm 51. Yeah, I know, I don't look it, I know, I know that, yeah. So, but the thing is, it's not, it's not about what we do, it's not about what age we are, because I still haven't worked out what I'm gonna do when I grow up. So you don't have to work it out, because the pressure is on young people, especially to work out by their, the choices they make of their uh, uh, courses they're going to do, whether they go to uni and do this or that, as it's going to define them. I don't know how many times I've changed my career along the way. One particular time, I, I, uh, when I was 38, I chose to do youth work, and I was doing imports and exports for an uh, aerospace company. Okay, I was told, I think I was about 18 when the Lord said, You're going to be a minister, you're going to be a pastor one day. And it took a good while until I actually got there. But it doesn't stop there just because I've arrived. All right, it doesn't stop there because I've arrived. It's still, yeah, whatever, you yeah, know, so, oh, that's it, I've done it. I've become a minister, that's it. I, 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 yeah, I don't have to do anything else. No. None at all. So how does these parables actually inform us about our identity and purpose? The world kind of wants us to kind of identify us in this kind of thing. That Everything in the world... The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. You see, money, fame, all those kind of things is what the world wants us to achieve. And when we kind of hold ourselves up to that standard, we continually fall short. Do you know why? Because we're putting ourselves in judgment of others. One, you know, at one time, yeah, our ego, we're better than someone, yes. Our, we get an inflated ego, we're better. Yeah, we look down on that person. I'm, I'm glad I'm not like them. But then there's always someone else who is better than you at something. And then we get deflated. Yeah, our ego gets deflated because, oh, we're not as good as them. We're always comparing and, constra- and contrasting ourselves with someone else. But the Lord wants us to actually have something more substantial, which isn't inflated and deflated, but solid in us, which is our identity and purpose. So what is our identity and purpose on this? Hello. <laughs> So what a parable, what uh, what is a parable? A parable, uh, Jesus used these parables uh, to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson, okay? Jesus used parables all the time. It was his main, it was his favorite, uh, favorite way of connecting with people, is using these stories. You see, it was for those ones who had a genuine hunger to actually get to know the Lord and follow him, Understood them. But those ones who didn't really, or they were, yeah, they didn't really understand, they actually kind of rejected that because they, they weren't really wanting to follow God. They weren't interested. And sometimes I think we are too uh, keen to make everything clear about our faith, rather than leaving a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of mystery finding. Like Jesus did, he used these stories. These stories mustard seed, smallest of the seeds, grows into a great tree, which even the birds can perch in. What the what the dickens does that mean, eh? All about yeast being kneaded into dough. And it permeates the whole of the dough. That's what the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven means. What does that mean to us? Well, I think it gives us a process and progress. What? Process and progress. Now, what do you do when you grow something? What do you do? Maybe water it a bit, but do you know how it actually works, how it actually grows? It dies. Well, some of the things I've touched and tried to kind of keep alive... <laughs> it dies in the yeah the seed dies goes into the ground and then it gives yes I know that yes but the thing is you don't really have to do much it grows and you see our faith if you look at it we haven't got to do that much because he's provided all the ways for us to be in relationship with him He's adopted you as his son and daughter. He's done the legal bit. You are a son and daughter of the living God. But it doesn't stop there. He has made you born again. He has made you a brand new human being. Do you feel brand new, spanking new? But the thing is, that's the reality what we are. Our identity is not in what we look like. It's actually what God calls us over. And he says that you are my beloved son or daughter in whom I am well pleased. The verdict's already in. The greatest verdict is already in that you are mine. And we've been singing that we are his. That's our identity. We are forgiven. We are redeemed. We are purchased by him. We are bought back. What greater identity should be found anywhere else that he says that we are already perfect? That you can't do anything more to make him love us? Wow, that's the solid stuff we need in our identity to able to carry us through with everyone else judging us whether we're good or bad, or whether we're good enough. We have this solid core, knowing that we are sons and daughters of the living God, of the King, and that is we are citizens of the kingdom. That's why he says, the mustard seed, grows into this great yet yeah, it grows something is growing in us and changing us and transforming us and the more we understand and this is the one of the things from Ephesians and I love this from Ephesians it says now I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope of which he called you the riches of his glorious inheritance and in his holy people and the incomparable great power for, uh, for those who believe. That power is the same mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. Hope. We have hope. We have an inheritance. <laughs> Playing your guitar. See? Don't, we don't put our, our identity in a guitar. Because it's the person who plays it. Just think of the hope, the inheritance, and the power. The power He has given us to live out this life. This is the kingdom of God which He is calling us to. So that's the process, the process he's already done. We can't add anything to it. We've just got to understand it and believe it, believe in that hope. So the, pro- the progress, it means effort. <gasps> no, I don't have to put effort into my faith. What's this? I thought it was just mine. That's all. I just have to turn up and just get it. No kneading. Have you ever made bread? You need it. You mold it. You make it. You kind of press into it. It means effort. Now, God is not opposed to effort in our faith. He is opposed to earning it. He's Listen to that. He's not opposed to us actually putting effort into our faith, but he is opposed to us trying to earn that grace, that favor by doing good things, no it's from the other way round, because of all what we are in Christ, he then works through us from the inside out and transforms us and I love this it 's the verse before, and it says this, and I it goes. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. If you want a purpose in life, get to know God better. That's what we're here for. This is what this church is what gathers here every Sunday morning. And when we are scattered out there in our front lines. Our purpose is to know him. And in doing so, he works through us. Identity, all what he's done for us. All what he calls us. And our purpose is to know him better. What a wonderful purpose that is. Everything we do, whatever work we are, whatever, whatever school we're going to, college we're going to, and stuff like all works to that purpose of getting to know him. Everything. It's our effort we put in to know him better. You see... What we do, our school, work, wherever our front line, we have to realize that's where the kingdom of God is. We're discovering what the kingdom of God is. Our identity, we are his children, loved and whole in him, and our purpose is to know him more, to have wisdom and revelation, the why and the how. Everything else flows from that position. The church is part of this kingdom, but we are to discover and, uh, you know, where else he is and join in. This is our identity and purpose. And that means to take time, to take time out. Sometimes we want the world to stop, don't we not? Because it's a treadmill. There's so much busyness, and he wants us to live a countercultural life. And that means to slow down. Keep it simple, stupid. Okay? Kiss. Keep it simple. Sabbath, solitude, silence, Sabbath, prayer. All these things, he wants us to chill out a little bit and get to know him. Sometimes we need to stop. Turn off our phones and just be. Because we are human beings, not human doings. We're too busy doing stuff and not enough spending time just with him. Yeah? It's time to actually realize our identity and purpose it's firmly in him and the pursuit of the kingdom of God. That's what we're here for. It's not how many bums we can get on seats. right? It's not. It is purely about knowing and realizing what he is doing and getting involved. So if you are worried about what you are here for, I hope that has helped you in realizing that we have a purpose. We have an identity. And the more we look at this, the deeper it will get into all what he is wanting us to be and to do. Okay? So shall we pray? Lord, we pray now. Once again, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need it. We know we need his identity, his purpose to pursue all that he has called us to be his children. So Father, by your spirit, move amongst us now. Help us to know we have a purpose, an identity. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.